I'm Daniel. And I'm Hannah. And we're massive Disney fans. So we've decided to start a podcast where we'll be re-watching some of our favorite movies. As well as reviewing new releases as they come out in theaters and on Disney+. Plus. So pull up a chair and come with us as we experience the magic of Disney. Hi everyone, this is Hannah here, and if you guys are wondering where Daniel is, I kicked him off the show. Yeah, Daniel's no longer here. <laughs> we we just kicked him off. Just kidding, everyone. Daniel has been really, really busy with college, and his microphone actually broke, which is why we haven't uploaded in a while. I'm sure you've noticed, and we're sorry for that, but we are back and better than ever. Well, I'm back for today's episode. Daniel will be back with us soon. We're super excited to get back into the podcast. So there's a little update why we've been gone. If you're wondering why our Halloween special, our Hocus Pocus episode, was never uploaded, that is because we ended up having a lot of technical issues with the episode. Um, when we recorded it, it didn't pick up all the audio. We tried for a second time. Once again, the audio was messed up. So we decided to scratch it Um and now here we are again. So today I'm actually not joined with Daniel. I'm joined with my sister, Clara, and she is just going to tell us a little bit about herself. Everyone say hi. Hi, I'm Clara. So uh, Clara, just tell us a little bit just basic about yourself and then we can ask you some questions or something. Okay. Um, well, I'm Clara. I'm Hannah's sister. I'm her younger sister. I'm 15. My favorite Disney character is probably Mike Wazowski just because... He's just special. He's a little funny. And I'm special. So that will maybe get to know me. <laughs> Questions. Great. Okay. <laughs> so Claire is obviously my sister. So like me, we have traveled many times to Disney World. We are both Disney lovers. I think me a little more. But maybe maybe tell us what's your favorite ride at either Disney World or Disneyland. We go to Disney World a lot more often. Um, we've only been to Disneyland once. So maybe just tell us that what's your favorite ride at yeah. disney world um i really like splash mountain or rock and roller coaster at disney world um at disneyland i loved the incredicoaster i think that's how you pronounce yeah. it um and i also loved how with tower of terror they took like a spin and did like guardians of the galaxy i liked that better than tower of terror because i used to get a little spooked by it so uh yes. yeah 100 percent. claire is definitely more of a roller coaster person Types of rides that Hannah does not do rock and roller coaster. I've done Splash Mountain. I yes. cried basically the entire time. <laughs> but besides the point, we both love Disney. Um, so she's here with me today. And I'm hoping we can start back up really soon. I've missed you guys. And we didn't really say anything on our Instagrams or anything. So I'm sure you guys are wondering where we were. But I did look at our analytics. And you guys are still listening to our episodes, which is really great. We're still getting new listeners. So I'm hoping we didn't lose all of you. But we are back. I promise. So... Let's get into some new updates from Walt Disney World. There's a lot that happened since we were gone, but I'm going to go kind of more recent. First of all, um, we all know that Walt Disney World has had lower capacity and <laughs> different restaurants and stuff have been closed since they have to they had to fire a lot of employees. Anyway, park hopping was not allowed in the beginning. That is now being brought back they officially announced i think this week that you can park hop again which is great it's a park that me and my family have used all the time when we go out to the parks because it's so nice to spend your day in one park and then go eat in another park 
So magic bands are no longer going to be a thing, which is kind of crazy. It's all going to be switched to an app on your phone, which I'm a little sad about because I really liked getting to have something special about the trip that you could carry with you. I feel like now on the app, like, it's not the same. Yeah, I feel like with the bands, you could definitely personalize them more, you know? Yeah, 100%. And, like, everyone got a different color and everything. So I feel like it's going to feel much different. Um, And then lastly, I wanted to talk about the archways that me and Dino talked about in another episode. They, I think the West Entrance finally got put in place. They finally built one of them, redid it. And I was disappointed to see that the pillars on each side, they're more of, like, just a concrete slab than, like, they're not textured like the concept art showed, which I was kind of, kind of sad about that because I thought it would be much more textured and it pulled the look together, and that's not how they look. Okay, that's all I have for that. <laughs> what movie did we watch this week, Clara? We watched My Choice, and it was Hercules. Not just because it's an amazing story and it's iconic, but also because of the great music in it. Because if they're, they have great songs and they're all like bops. So, I am really happy with that. Yeah, so I let Claire pick the movie this week and she wanted to pick Hercules. And I I like Hercules. I think it's a good movie. It's a really good movie. And yeah, like you said, the score is really good. So, I let Clara talk about the plot this week and I'm going to quickly give you the cast and then we'll get into you. So we have Tate Donovan as the voice of Hercules, Josh Keaton as the voice of young Hercules, Roger Bart as the singing voice of Hercules, Danny DeVito is Phil, James Wood, James Woods is the voice of Hades, Susan Egan is the voice of Meg, um Bobcat Gold Goldthwaite is the voice of Pain, Matt Frewer is the voice of Panic, Rip Torn is the voice of Zeus. Those are kind of the most important ones. We get down to some of the more supporting actors um, who are as important, but for cast purposes, not so much. So we have some pretty big names here. Um, obviously, Dan DeVito is a big name. My king. Uh, so is Susan Egan. Update, Claire and I are having some fun audio, I mean not audio issues, but just issues with Anchor today, so we're recording this in weird parts today. Okay, so I'm going to let Claire get into the plot. So I'm going to do the plot. So basically, if you don't know what Hercules is, he's a Greek god, which honestly, I'm not going to get into information. You can go Google it about the gods. But Hercules is the son of Zeus, and Hercules was snatched as a baby by Hades. He was forced given forced given a potion that made him mortal. But he didn't fully finish the potion, so he was half mortal and like he was part god, but he had to unleash the part that he was god. But he still had his strength. And he was very strong. And um he felt left out like in his normal life, so he went to look for um mount olympus for his actual hometown and no i mean go back <sighs> you can do it Stop. i'm gonna cry now <laughs> this is gonna be so exciting <laughs> you're literally reading wrong thing <laughs> you know what we're gonna go rogue guys okay hercules quiet you know what can you leave the room for a second no <laughs> okay I'll just close my eyes. Okay. So the plot of Hercules is Hercules is the son of Zeus. 
And as a child, Hercules was taken away by Hades, Zeus's other brother, along with Poseidon. But Hades (laughs) takes Hercules from Zeus and his two little evil sidekicks, Pain and Panic, which we'll get to later, kidnap him and give him like a potion that makes him mortal. And it's kind of like he doesn't finish the potion completely, so he still has part God in him, but like it's not really there. But he still has his strength, which is very important. So as growing up, Hercules lives with another family that finds him, you know, on the street. And um, he just doesn't feel left out, and he has to go find out where his origin is and, like, why he's different. His parents tell him, they found him, and he has to go look at Mount Olympus. So he goes up there and he talks to Zeus, and Zeus tells him that he needs to become a hero in order to become part of a god. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he goes to find this man called Philotechius. Philotechus, I cannot pronounce it. It's just Phil. But Phil, for short. And he trains him to be a hero. And along the way, Hades is trying to stop him. So, um... Because Hades, Hades is evil, and Hades thought that Hercules was dead. He thought that Pain and Panic had finished the task, and they didn't. And so he's mad that Hercules is still alive and still has the ability to be a god. Like, and Hades can't obviously because he's okay. So Hercules is basically mad the that I mean, okay, Hades is mad that Hercules can become a god, but he cannot because he is stuck in the underworld. Mm-hmm. So. When he finds out that Hercules is being trained to be a hero and is out doing hero-like actions, Hades gets very mad and jealous of him, and he wants to stop him and not let him get to Zeus and not become fully a god. So, he brings out Meg, who basically switched her life for another man who left her, and she, like, swore herself into the underworld and is under Zeus's, I mean, Hades' command. And now she has to pretend to love Hercules in order to make him like find out his weaknesses but while she was pretending to fall in love with him she actually did fall in love with him of course so um as the story goes on I don't want to spoil it yeah oh Claire just gave us the plot right you finished yeah okay Um, the best of my ability so I'm gonna give you just some fun facts things you might not know and then we're gonna get right into our notes so, apparently the Spice Girls were considered for the roles of the Muses originally, um, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, although this movie is based on Greek mythology, Hercules is actually the hero's Roman name, while Hercules, with an A instead of a U, is his Greek name. Oh, I did not know that. James Wood's favorite character he's ever played is Hades. He loves the character so much that he's always willing to come back and voice the character anytime Disney needs him to, which is great. We love devoted actors um in order to create the illustrations for this film 72,000 pencils and over a million sheets of paper were used which is crazy like thinking about animation nowadays the fact that they had to like draw everything out first is insane like that's a really tedious job Mm -hmm. um although there are nine muses in greek mythology you only see five of them in this film Danny devito was 
used for inspiration when creating his character, so they basically knew they were going to cast him as Phil. The character is definitely very much like Danny DeVito. Like, I knew right away that it was him. Yeah. Not just because of his voice, but, like, the action, like, the things that he said sounded like him. Yeah. Uh, also, this was the first Disney film created since Oliver and Company in 1988, in which the main villain does not sing a song. Um, it was one of the first Disney animated films that was not based on one of the Grimm fairy tales. So, this movie was released in 1997. Alright, guys. So, we're going to hop into our notes now. Not entirely sure. Okay. So, we... I didn't do very well on timestamps this time. And Claire... I don't know if she did either. <laughs> no. But... My first note is, like... In the very beginning, in the first song scene... What are they singing? Um... Is it Zero to Hero or is it? No, I'm not sure of the song. Okay. Like it, like it wasn't like a well-known song that I knew beforehand. It's the one where they're like basically explaining Hercules' life, and if you can see the the muses are always like painted onto his urn for most of the movie, and I like how they really incorporated like the set into the urn, so you can see like the the urn is almost telling the story. Yeah. Right. So like you see stair a staircase and like. You see all this stuff that's making up the set and telling you the story instead of you just listening to the muses like say it to you, which is I think pretty close attention to detail. Um, when is your note? My note starts at three fifty-five. Okay, at three o seven, um, I said unicorn because when they do the pan of Mount Olympus, you can see kind of like different designs within the clouds and the buildings and whatever. And there was a unicorn, and I was thinking, and I was thinking like. I forget what the Pegasus' name is. But Isn't it just Pegasus? No, there's a name for it. Oh. It goes with a C, I think. But Hercules gets a Pegasus. It's like his little friend, his little sidekick. And the Pegasus, I just thought of that when I saw the thing. So, like, I think it kind of is reminding you, like, hey, look out for the Pegasus, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, Clara, you can go ahead. Can you look up what the name of the Pegasus is, though? Because I'm really curious. Yeah, I'll look it up. Okay, so- so, um, one of my favorite lines was at 3.55 of a timestamp, and it was basically, I think Zeus said it, if I'm not wrong. Oh, is it actually just in Pegasus? Yeah, that's what I thought. Anyway, so, um, he said, I haven't seen this much, this much love in a room since Narcissus discovered himself. And I'm going to find that funny, and I'm going to use that whenever I need an insult sometimes. Because yeah, I, just I just think it's really funny, and I think it's a really good line. And I wanted to write that down. He was created out of clouds. Pegasus, sorry. Um, yes, that's a fun... My next note is kind of ironic. There's a point where Zeus hands Hercules a lightning bolt, and he's like, oh, he won't hurt himself. And I just think that was kind of funny and, like, ironic again that he really thinks a baby wouldn't do anything with a lightning bolt. Like, that does not make sense at And all. then he did hurt himself, too. Yeah, exactly. Which is kind of like, the funny part. Exactly. Like, he's, of course he's going to strike himself with lightning. Like, what is the kid going to do? Like, yeah. he can't just get a kid lightning bolt. Um, are you up? Uh, yes. Okay. So, by now, the two characters, Pain and Panic, are introduced. And they're, like, minions of Hades. And I think it's funny how, like, the names symbolize them, like, throughout the movie. Like, they're well thought out. Like, 
whenever you see Payne, whenever he came down the stairs, he actually fell down though, and then like like knocked his head or something. So he was in pain, and then panic came down, all in a fury, like all scared and everything. Like he was in panic, and like it continues on for the whole movie. Like Payne keeps on falling and like injuring himself, and panic kept on like being scared or you know in a panic. Yeah, I think it's really cool that like that was definitely something the animators had to think about. Like, what are we naming these characters? And then following through for it with it for the entire movie. Like yeah. Really they kept with it. Yeah. So they're like, we're making this decision and we're going to stick with it, which was, I think, interesting. Um, and a good decision, too, because, like, it adds more, like, to the movie as a whole. Yeah. Um, okay. My next note, I'm going to post a picture of this on the Instagram. But there's a moment where you can catch this, like, pin or, I guess, like, a brooch um, on Hades. And it's shaped, like the skull but it really resembles the skull that um we see in prince of the frog with dr facilier and obviously prince of the frog came out after this movie so prince of the frog would have taken that from this movie if they did we know we don't really know but there's easter eggs in all the movies you're more likely to see them in um pixar movies that like me and daniel talked about when we first watched toy story which was our first episode ever go listen to it if you haven't already we talked about a ton of Easter eggs we found, and you're likely to see those in Pixar movies all the time. Maybe not as likely to see them in your um, average Disney movie, but in this one, there's a few, and that is one that I think I noticed, but I'm not entirely sure if that was intentional. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like, because, once again, because Princess and the Frog came out after, I mean, like, putting in Princess and the Frog was that intentional, because I feel like using it in Princess and the Frog was a little more of a storyline than it was here in this movie, all it was used for was just, like, costume. And in Princess and the Frog, like, he... It's, like... It's, like, a very important song. Yeah, like, like the whole song... Um, Friends on the other Friends side. Friends on the other side. Is, like, the animations are of that skull, like, and other things, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, are you again? Still All right. So, my next two notes are just observations and... You've heard episodes in the past, you know, I just have random observations all the time. But my first one is not the mullet. Like, Hercules has this mullet when, I guess he's a teenager at this point. He's probably, like, 15, 16. This is after he, like, drinks, like, the mortal potion. Yeah, after he takes the potion and he's now been, like, with these adopted parents. Um, anyway, so he has this mullet. He's around a teenager age now. And I just don't like mullets. It's it's a preference yeah. of mine. I feel like you like mullets. Don't no. You? Okay, so my my next observation note is massive feet. And some for some reason, all these characters in this movie have big feet, and I don't get it. Yeah, like the just, animation. So at first, I thought it was like maybe something about like oh he's a god, like half not half god, but like a small percentage yeah. god. Like, maybe because he's super strong and like everything like that. Yeah, but I don't understand how big feet would help him like lift yeah, things. Yeah, I so I don't know, like surface area, like <laughs> <laughs> like more space for him to like distribute his weight. Yeah. Like I don't know, science, but But it's just that everyone has them. I really only really noticed it on Hercules though, but you were saying that you saw it on other Yeah, people. I saw it like with the boys in the town. I think it might be like Maybe it's, like, the animator who, like, drew all this stuff I made, so it's, like, thing. It might just be a stylistic thing, yeah. yeah. Um, so. I think you saw the line about Pegasus. All right, there's a line about Pegasus. I am the... Um, <laughs> I just never thought about this. 
before. Yeah, it's kind of a random line, but I kind of like it. Well, I just think, like, it's not the, like, the line that stuck out to me, like, the way it was in the movie, but it's just, like, when I, when I thought of a, a Pegasus, I didn't think, like, bird. I just thought horse with wings. So, it kind of, like, just makes you, I don't know, like, yeah. if I googled Pegasus, like, is that what would come up kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Like, what is a Pegasus? Anyway. Please tell me. I think I have the next note. Um, it's about so this is when he goes and visits Philo Philotetes. I don't really know how to pronounce it, so we're just gonna call him Phil for short. And um it's iconic. He's iconic because he's played by the one and only Danny DeVito, which we've talked about before. But I did notice some resemblance between Phil and Payne. They're very alike. They have the they're the same size and like shape. Mm-hmm. And they're also, like, the same color. And I feel like the only difference is that Payne is, like, fully hair. And then, um, like, Phil is, like, half, like, he's half shaved to kind mm-hmm. of show off, like, that centaur look. But I yeah. feel like, and it has, like, the horns, of course. But I feel like they're very similar. And I feel like they use, like, designs of both. Has an impression. Yeah, I feel other. like there are some similarities in there. I don't know if that was intended. Like, I can't really figure out if that's, um, I don't, if that's something the animators did or not. But they do seem very similar. I mean, they're like they're almost the same color, like kind of thing. So it's very possible, definitely. Okay. So my next note is at thirty-one minutes and sixteen seconds, and this is when they're training. Um. Phil is training Hercules, and there's a point where he's in this ring, and they're practicing, I guess, like, dodging arrows. So there's a point where, like, in a whole circle, all these arrows shoot at him, and he holds up a wooden shield, and the arrows make an H, which is, once again, H for Hercules. is kind of, like, a little nod to something that you might not be noticed if you, you might not notice if you're deeply paying attention um, to the movie. It's something that goes by really quick, so you have to, like, really be focusing. Um, and it's just a nice little addition that they add. Um, once again, it's not really an Easter egg, um, because Easter eggs mostly attribute to, um, something from another movie being placed in, so they're, like, just enveloping the whole Disney universe, but it's just kind of, like, a secret thing. Sarah has her next note for y'all. Okay, so they started mentioning, like, in the town, the town is named Big Olive, where Hercules, like, becomes a hero in, and it's kind of, like, symbolism or, like, based off of the Big Apple, which is, like, a nickname for New York. So I kind of liked how they took Big Apple and they made a Big Olive, and I kind of thought it was funny. So. Yeah, like, once again, mm-hmm. one of those just small things that they insert in the movies. Um, And I don't think, like, you would catch on to that if you were from the U.S. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mine is, they're in the town also, right? And... This is when he's about to, like, fight um, Hades and, like, not Hades himself, but, like, that big monster that Hades sends for him. And if you look behind, they're talking to this man who does seem a little, like, mentally insane. Um, Mentally unstable, maybe, is a better word. Like, he was kind of just screaming and stuff like that. Like, he looks... Yeah, he just looked, like, really stressed out and, like, not focused. And if you look in the background on the, the concrete wall... It's, like, etched in words that say the end is near. So I think it might be foreshadowing, once again, something 
something that you wouldn't notice if you were looking at it um, from, like, an, if you weren't looking at the background. Like, this is your first time watching the movie, and you're just kind of getting the plot. It's not something you'd look for, because once you start watching the movie, like, second and third times, you're looking for stuff around. So, like, um, for an example, I actually watched the movie Soul the other day I've actually watched it three times now and each time like I get to notice new things that are different about it that I didn't see the first time I watched it so like obviously the first time it was like taking it in like getting that really heartfelt um movie like fix but the second time and the third time I really got to like see oh look like there might be an easter egg there because Pixar is um our sorry soul is a Pixar movie so there were Easter eggs, there was other things that you might not notice, like different li- lines that you might have missed because you were dazed out at some point, you know, whatever. So what, like, that's just something here that me and Claire were really able to do because this isn't our first time watching Hercules. This is probably like, I don't um, even know. Uh, yeah. Like it's, we've watched it so many times over the years. So my next note is just, I won't say I'm in love is such a good song. It's one of the ones that I can turn on at any moment and not be bored of. Yeah, um, yeah like, other other ones like um I don't know like Once Upon a Dream or Reflection or they get overplayed they they get overplayed and they like I don't want to listen to them as much but I won't say I'm in love is one that I can like always turn on and be yeah. like if there's a prize you know like I can and always it, sing like, it give, it has like the perfect like amount of like play time you know right like, it's not it's not like too much but yeah. it's not played too little well yeah because every I would say like it's kind of an underrated song like I feel like not a lot of people know about it yeah. Um, go follow my underrated Disney songs playlist on Spotify. We have links in our stories, our memory. What's it called? Your highlights. Yeah. Right. Uh, if you go to our profile and you look at our story highlights, you will see a playlist option, and we have all of our Disney playlists in there with links to the Spotify, so you can listen to them. Go check it out. Yep. Um, you can point your hand. <laughs> my next one is literally just an observation note again. It's that she has a pointy nose. Um, Meg. Yeah. Meg has a pointy nose, and. Once again, probably just a stylistic animation thing, but, yeah. but like once you see it, like you yeah, can't like stop. once you see it, you just can't unsee. Yeah. I pointed out to Claire, and she was like, "Oh, you're so right." Like, uh-huh. like she has a pointy nose. Yes. Okay, I guess. I think I have the next note. Yep, I think you're up. Yes. So, in the best song, which is actually the best song, not I won't say in love. That one's really good, but zero to hero always is just the best and it's 5118 and during the song there's a part where they have hercules like fly over the sky it's the part where it goes he breaks the it's like he hits the high yeah something something like like that yeah something around so when he goes up into the sky in the constellations you can see like marilyn monroe and like she does like the little move where like she pushes down her dress yeah the classic Marilyn Monroe yes. like photo, yeah. uh-huh and I oh. love that oh so I just kind of when I was younger I definitely probably didn't know who Marilyn Monroe was and, like I really never pointed it out until like now and I feel like I don't understand why they put it in there I'm kind of curious about that um yeah I'd really like that question to be answered because I tried looking it up and I couldn't find anything about it yeah but, I mean, it adds something, a little touch and something, you know, to point out, you know? Yeah, 100%. So. Okay, I think I still have the next note. Okay. Um, this is my final note. This is at 56. Oh, 
three in the movie, and this is when um, Hercules loses all his strength to Hades because he decided to choose Meg over his strength. And um, he's very unmotivated now, and this is when Phil comes back and is trying to motivate him. They're having a little pep talk, and there's like a... I don't know how to explain it, but you know when they're like you have like a kind of like a dead animal like as like a rug. Yeah, I don't know if there's a name for it, but like there's like like, like tiger like fur rugs yeah. and stuff all the time. But it has like the head and everything. Oh yeah. So they kind of he's holding that and it, it's like it basically has the face of Scar and Scar from the Lion King. And the Lion King was made before Hercules, which we looked at previously, a few years before. So it's kind of like a little what do you call them? Easter egg. Oh, Easter egg that I noticed. Yeah. I think that's one that a lot of people could notice. Yeah. So I guess that's just down to my notes. Um, my, my one is when he becomes a god. So just to kind of wrap up the movie a little bit for you. There is a point when he's fighting Hades and he, Meg actually sacrifices herself and pushes them under out of a falling column so then she gets smushed by the column and the reason that so then um hercules gains his strength back just strength back and the reason he gains his strength back is because hades made a promise to meg that she would never get hurt throughout the time that she had sold sold, sold him right so he gets his strength back because hades essentially broke his promise um, and then, obviously, he wins, blah, 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 but now he wants to go find Meg, because although he got his strength back, Megan didn't, like, revive from the dead or anything, um, she is dead. The fates cut her strength. So, Hercules goes to confront Hades, and there's, like, this big pool of all the dead souls, and Hercules is like, I'm gonna jump in and I'm gonna go get her, and Hades was like, uh, no, you can't do that. Like, you'll die before you reach her. And he's like, well, trust me, right? So, he, Hades has no faith in Hercules. He has no thought that, like, he might be able to pull this off in any way. And Hercules jumps in. And then we, like, see in the movie that there's different there's different scenes that it's switching between. So it's switching between him swimming towards Meg and then a scene of the fates cutting or, like, going to cut his string. So we see them get close and close and close to a string, and just as they cut it, it won't cut. Um, so him basically sacrificing his own life, because he didn't know if he was going to survive either. Hercules didn't know if he was going to make it to Meg. He didn't know he was a god. He didn't know that he was immortal. Um, at least we assume so. Um, he didn't know that there was a part of them that, that was still immortal, that he would survive. So when the fates couldn't cut a string, they were like, wow, shoot, it's like, he's a god. And so... We always knew in the beginning, Hercules' father, Zeus, told him to be a god again. You have to commit a heroic action. You have to be a hero. And so here we finally see that he has completed that task. He has become a hero and that he is now a god again. And by saving Meg, he is a true hero. So that's kind of like a nice ending. And I feel like we all know like, oh, well, duh, he just beats Hades and he's he succeeds and he gets to be a god but we don't like some people don't know the true story behind it and it really is because he had to become a hero 
to become a god again. Like, if he hadn't done anything, like, if he had just beaten Hades, I don't think that would be enough of a hero action. Like, I think the fact that, like, he sacrificed his life for Meg, just like Meg sacrificed her life for him, uh, is how he was officially a hero. Mm -hmm. All right, so that was my final note. Um, Just to kind of wrap it up, we can just kind of say our final thoughts and what we thought. Um, Wow, that was our final thoughts. Just our final thoughts. I really enjoyed this movie as always. This is a classic. I knew I was going to love it going into it. Um, uh, there were a lot of things I forgot from the last time I watched yeah. it. And so that was really helpful to like really watch it and sit down and understand it. Um, and I hope you guys have some sort of understanding from this podcast now. Like what more that you might not have known about Hercules and that, etc. So yeah, I yeah. liked it. Um Clara, honey. Um, I love the movie. I definitely recommend it. Um, I there's definitely I will agree with you. There's a lot of things that I forgot because I haven't seen it in a really long time. That's yeah. why I wanted to watch it because I don't. I didn't even remember the plot honestly. There are parts of the plot I didn't remember. Yeah. So. Um, but I mean the songs like the three main songs: "Once I Am in Love," "Zero to Hero," and "Go the Distance." Those are all iconic, and I love them so much. And I think yeah, great. Yeah, it's a great. Um, I think such a great like they have really good songs. You shoot, know, I'm not forgetting. Oh, great score! It's a great score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So thank you guys so much for listening. As a reminder, Daniel will be back with us soon, but Clara was able to join us for this episode. Now you guys kind of know what's going on in the world and our podcast. World yeah. Right now. <laughs> You'll understand a little bit about why we haven't been posting, and I hope you're excited to hear this new episode. Um, in the meantime, while you're waiting for me and Daniel to post our next episode, go ahead and listen to some of our old ones. We have a ton. Um, I think this is, oh my god, I don't want to get it wrong. I want to say this is our 12th episode, which is crazy. But let me double check myself. Um, yeah, this is our 12th episode. Wow. So, yeah, we've been doing it for a while, which is crazy. Hocus Pocus was supposed to be our 12th episode, but unfortunately... We had so many issues with that episode that we couldn't upload it. And I'm so sorry because I know we had you all vote on our stories and pick what movie you wanted. And then we, we watched it, we filmed it, we did everything. And then we couldn't get to upload it and we couldn't get the audio to work. So I apologize for that. Um, I hope to do another Mandalorian miniseries soon. Um, I'm looking forward to watching another episode of that because I think you guys liked that episode. It was really well received. So thank you guys so much for listening. Check out our Instagram. It's at DisneyTalk underscore HND. That's the letter N. Um, And yeah, we will see you guys in our next episode hopefully soon. Yes, thank you for having me. Bye. Yep, bye guys. Thank you for listening to Disney Talk with Daniel and Hannah. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Disney Talk with Hannah and Daniel. All the clips you heard in this episode are owned and were created by the Walt Disney Company. The cover art was made by Sarah Fleischman and the theme music by Jacob Slyker. Have a magical day.